0: Welcome to Catch and Release, a podcast project undertaken by more than 100 English 12 students from Sir Winston Churchill Secondary in Vancouver, BC. In these episodes, you'll be hearing about their memories, big moments from their lives, their regrets, and their dealings with mental health. We hope that after catching these stories, you find a way to release what's holding you back. Thank you for listening.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Christy. I'm the member of this podcast section, and as we said before, our topic is about school bullying. As the first interview, I invited my friend Jacob to join us and talking about some his experience about the um school bullying. How's your day?
2: Yeah, I'm good. Hi, um, how's your day?
1: Uh, great, no bad. We're going to talk about your some personal experience. Did you mind to start now?
2: Uh, yeah, please. Yeah, sure.
1: Okay. Have you been bullying before? Maybe childhood or uh, middle school, primary school?
2: Oh, that's interesting topic. Yeah, I remember that it was in the third year in elementary school, we were playing in PE lesson. I crushed on the guy and hurt his hand by accident. Then he was so angry and furious, and he was trying to kill. Me. Although the others pulled us out, he still threatened me that, even if I ever appeared at school again, he will fist me into the wall. Then he told me not to tell anyone, any teacher or my parents. I was so frightened and panicked, Well, however, I decided to tell everything to my parents and they gave my head teacher a notice about those quarrels. The next day of school, we apologized to each other in front of the head teacher and parents. From then on, he has never bullied me again. But when I was in high school, my classmates and I started to bully students from other schools. We get around and having some great fights just because they disgrace our school reputation, we throw cigarette butts on their water and force them to ring them all. Apparently, it's not a good way to protect their reputation. Well, finally, we receive a letter, a warning letter from our school. Yeah, oh. that's the thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. So in your opinion, what lasting effects did your bullying leave you with? Um,
3: Well,
2: in these lessons, well I I think I learned that being strong and tough can protect ourselves and the others. However, being a strong guy or a tough guy doesn't mean we can do anything we want, doesn't mean we can bully anyone. I think the best way to um, deal with people is being nice because it makes uh, it makes us um, being in a good atmosphere.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. So what do you think, what problems does society have with bullying?
2: Well, from my personal um, perspective, in our society, some someone just wants to prove him or herself is the strongest, the smartest, the best. But they choose to act on this wrong way to um, bully their peers, their um, classmate or whatever
1: yeah okay that's all thank you for your sharing
2: yeah no problems have... good luck on your presentation
1: okay have a good day
3: yeah bye
1: bye
4: i'll be interviewing another student about your bullying experience introduce yourself for and when did it happen?
5: I got bullied for, uh, oh wait, when? Uh, I, a few months ago.
4: How long did it last?
5: Uh, a couple of days, My, like, people around were teasing me.
4: And like, why did they tease you?
5: Uh, because I was uh, wearing shorts and like a really rainy day. And like, I apparently that's like a bad thing to do. And
4: did it escalate into like physical bullying or cyberbullying?
5: Uh, no, not really. It was just more verbal and just, yeah.
4: Um, Did you reach out to anyone? Uh,
5: not really because I just found like it's not really that big.
4: And what have you done like by yourself in order to combat the bullying that you faced?
5: Uh, I'd normally just go for walks and just, yeah, pretty much it.
4: And has it, like, helped with the bullying at all?
5: Yeah, I'd say. Because, like, you have time to think and know that, like, oh, some people say things and it's not really worth getting sad about.
4: And, like, what has, like, the overall lasting effect of the bullying, like, leave you with?
5: gives me more confidence to wear what I want and not really let anyone like really bother me about like what I want to wear.
4: And do you think like society as a whole has issues with tackling bullying?
5: Uh, yeah I'd say.
4: And what do you think those issues like are?
5: Like people sometimes don't reach out to people like I did and some things like I guess escalate really quickly and get physical or like online and just things like that. It's not good.
4: And like as a like a bystander, what can we do to help bullying?
5: Uh I'd say be there for the person that's getting bullied and try to stand up for them if you could and just try to again be there for the person that's getting bullied and help them get through the hard situation.
4: Anyways, Justin, thank you so much for being here. And that concludes another episode of Flashback. Halima logging off. For what company?
0: For Garda World. They're an international security company from Montreal.
4: Okay, so have you been, so how's your job?
0: It's boring for the most part.
4: Okay, so have you been bullied before?
0: At the workplace, I have, actually. I do have some relevant um, experiences relating to that, at my current job, at least.
4: So when did it happen?
0: happened between, I want to say, October and December.
4: And how long did it last?
0: Between October and December, so that's three months.
4: What kind of bullying was it?
0: It was mostly verbal. I was uh I started working there in September and at around October I started working with a guard who had around 4 or 5 years experience and I began to notice that he didn't really do the few things that were required of us. I didn't make much mention of it. I just kind of did them myself instead, but I guess me being new wanted to know whether or not there were like things we actually had to do because I never really had any formal training. And I guess when I brought it up, he thought I was accusing him of not doing his job. And he got really mad. And uh, after that, he would take any slight thing I did, whether it was intentional or not, and blow it up and scream at me. And it got to the point where I literally could not work with him because every three or four minutes I would blink or I would breathe in a way that would piss him off and he would just start yelling at the top of his lungs about how uppity I was and how I really needed to respect him because he was my elder and he was a senior guard and this and that and at first it was ridiculous after a while it just kind of got tiring my ears hurt but now because we switched companies guess he thought he could get away with it at the old company, but he's not sure if he can or can't with the new company. So he's a lot nicer now, which is a bit funny, I think.
4: So like while this spilling was happening, what did you try to do like on your own to make the situation better?
0: I tried reasoning with him, but it's hard to reason with someone who's just screaming at the top of their lungs and will was listen to anything you say. I tried avoiding him, but the way our job works you spend probably 70 80% of your time in a small office with your one coworker so it's hard to avoid them really I tried talking to my supervisors who ended up just moving me uh, to different buildings instead of actually dealing with the issue at hand and would also just try not schedule me with him period
4: did this this is did this situation make your like outside of your work life worse did it see outside of your work life
0: Well, it made me a bit more stressed out, but past that, I can't think of anything major. Yeah, it did make me more stressed out.
4: So looking back on it now, like what lasting effects did you think the bullying had on
0: you? Oh, I just don't trust him and I don't feel comfortable working with him. Like I said, now, since we switched companies back in January, he's been a lot nicer. But our job requires a lot of trust between coworkers and I, I can't say I really trust him at all.
4: So like, do you, think, do you think like workplaces know how to deal with workplace bullying very well?
0: Uh, my old company definitely didn't. My current company, we've had some similar situations, not involving me, but involving some of my coworkers, and they handled it a lot better. So I guess it depends on the company, depends on the supervisors, it depends on like the workplace culture as well, like coworkers too. They can definitely stop things in their track before they escalate, depending on...
4: So what, like, what do you think those things are?
0: Uh, Open communication, um, trust-building, actual action taking place against people who are bullying in the workplace. Um, There's a lot of different things that can be done, but I think the one... The one thing that matters more than anything else is just having a proper culture in the workplace that allows people to express themselves in ways that are healthy and are productive to the workplace without necessarily bordering on harassment and stopping people from crossing the line before they cross the line. Because that's a lot harder to pull someone back after the fact, if that makes sense.
4: So how severely do you think people that are like that are caught bullying should like what do, how severe do you think those consequences should be?
0: Ultimately it depends because bullying ultimately comes down to how the victim feels which means that sometimes things that are unintentional or meant as a joke can be bullying and in situations like that I think you know talking to the bully, letting them know that their actions aren't really coming across the way they think they are. And, you know, simple communication can go a lot way, a long way in those cases. But in, like, cases where the person is intentionally singling out a person and bullying them, m- severe uh, consequences should be put in place, including, like, firing the person. Because there's a difference between unintentionally making someone feel excluded and intentionally bullying someone.
4: And after it's like found out that someone is being bullied, what do you think companies can do to make their workers feel better?
0: Um, letting them know that that's not something that's going to be tolerated in the workplace. Um, showing the person who's being bullied that the supervisors in the company do actually care and aren't just like, you know, filing the paperwork and then moving on to the next thing. Um, just communication, though, is the big factor.
4: So to look at it, like, through, like, a whole scope, what problems do you think, like, society, even outside of the office workplace, has with, like, bullying in general?
0: I think society in general is a bit callous. People are so obsessed with themselves, they don't really notice that their actions have consequences, their actions affect other people, and a lot of people just don't care about that fact. I think if we as a society, valued each other more, a lot of these things would be l- less of an issue.
4: And do you think that, like, bull- that, like, bullying can lead to, like, severe, like, health, like, mental or physical health consequences for the victims involved? Oh, definitely. Like, severe lasting effects? You know, yeah, I mean?
0: yeah, for sure. And I think it's better to stop bullying before it gets to that point but if bullying is repeated if it's consistent and if it you know is severe enough it can definitely have lasting impacts on someone
4: and what do you think those lasting impacts could be
0: anything from just ruining their self-esteem their confidence not letting making them not trust people anymore uh up to and including in some cases self-harm or even suicide Right, or even just the fact that stress is, you know, the silent killer. And bullying definitely causes stress in people.
4: Since, like, bullying can lead to so many horrific things, such as suicide, what do you think people can do, including in the workplace, and how to prevent bullying before it becomes that horrific?
0: You know, be mindful of your own actions. Be mindful of other, other people's actions. Keep in mind, if you do notice bullying, your inaction is silent support and it's better to step up and say something to the bully than sit by and let it escalate to the point where you can't step up anymore
4: so anas thank you so much for for coming here today in order to be interviewed anyways this episode is finished flashback the episode is finished halima logging out Hello, welcome to another episode of Flashback with your host Halima, and today I'll be interviewing an adult about their workplace bullying experience. So, what's your name? Abdul. Um, how long, like, did the bullying last?
3: Uh, it's lasted like uh, three weeks, I would say.
4: And when did it happen?
3: Uh, Two thousand eighteen, uh, last year.
4: And to- oh, and what job was it?
3: It was I was I was security guard on construction site.
4: So explain the bullying itself.
3: One worker, he started the construction work. He started right away bullying me and calling me names. And I told him, stop. He didn't stop.
4: And what were the, and what kind of names were those?
3: Very bad names, racial names. Black, black, blah, blah, go back where you came from. And I told you, I was smiling, I say, stop, stop. The, the Canadian system uh, uh, is not allowed to harass anybody. Bullying at work is not accepted. Yes.
4: So, like, did, did how did you feel when he bullied you and called you those names?
3: Uh, I wasn't happy. I was. I don't have anger problem, but I wasn't happy because it's not allowed. He don't have right to talk to me like that. I'm not working for him, so it's affecting me. It caused me uh, lack of sleep. Yes.
4: And, like, did you, like, did you reach out to anybody about the situation? Yes,
3: yes. Three weeks, I complained to the supervisor. And and then uh, they talked to him. And then he didn't stop. He continued.
4: So the situation didn't get better as a result of, like, reaching out to somebody?
3: No, yeah. I reached someone, the supervisor, as I mentioned uh, uh, before. And he was fired from job. Yes. He was fired from Job, and they sent him home.
4: How did he react?
3: I was happy because uh, he don't have right to harass anybody. And he went home. That's all. I was happy.
4: Did you see, like, his reaction?
3: Yes. He tried to deny, but I got many witnesses. And his reaction was when he was fired, he was very down and crying. And But that's his problem, not my problem. I didn't cause uh, trouble for anybody.
4: So what did you? How did you deal? With, how did you like self like deal with the bullying like mentally to make it not as bad as it was?
3: Yes. Um, what I do? Um, first of all, I talk. Uh, uh, I speak out, and then what you call when I go home, I try to forget everything, and then what you call there, yeah, I speak. I have rights to speak. Yes.
4: And do you think that's, like, a really good, helpful tip that other people could use?
3: Absolutely. It was all the workers over there, they had this situation. So if any of them was a bad person, they cannot harass anybody. So it was lesson for them.
4: So what lasting, like, overall, what lasting effects did your bullying, like, leave you with?
3: Um, work. Uh, harass, uh, What you call bullying at work or school it's a very bad situation, but the people, it's better they speak out at first. If they didn't say it, they taking uh, what you call the uh, personality and then uh, trouble that may be uh, resulted with what you call the suicide or anything. But the people, we must uh, train them or tell them, uh, the, the, the government uh, tell them or the managers, I mean the company or the school, do not accept any bullying. They must t- speak out.
4: So what lasting effects did the bullying leave you with? did you become stronger as a result yes
3: yes I became very strong very strong and happy because nobody bullied me because I if I didn't cause anybody I don't take that so I was what you call that I speak out because I know my rights and other people's rights
4: do you think society like has a problem of bullying as a whole
3: I think, yes. That's everywhere, I think. But if the, what you call the, the the management for the workplace, if they interfere and tell the people straight, it cannot happen. Yes. Or minimize.
4: And like, what do you think, and how do you, how do you think the work, the work, the employee should treat the victims of the bullying?
3: I think they uh, must uh, tell them calm down and they solve the problem. They must solve the problem, and stand with their side, and tell them we are here. We'll help you. Don't worry. Forget what happened, and they must uh, take action for the bad person.
4: So overall, like I think, overall you think that we should like take action in order to prevent the bullying before yes. it becomes horrible.
3: Y- yes education first, education to tell the workers or anybody or students about the bullying. And then they encourage them to uh, speak out.
4: And how do you think the people that are doing the bullying should be punished?
3: Uh, depending on the situation. If they wanted the, the, the management or the person tell them stop the person the bullying and then did did not stop, so the management, they must uh, give them what to call procedures at work and school and explain to them, bullying not allowed. If anybody cross that line, must be sent home.
4: And what, like, and how can like employees like work together in order to get their management to take them more seriously when office billing occurs?
3: Yeah, the management. Any action, uh, what you call, if they're the big company, they must have committee for that. Or school, they have the board for the for the for the education for the what you call the explaining the situation what can happen and then they take action anyway yes the management must be strong to take action
4: so thank you so much for for coming here today um black the episode is over halima logging out hello welcome to another episode of flashback with your host halima and today i'll be interviewing an adult about their workplace bullying experience Inter- what's your name introduce um, your name
6: hi my name is Faduma, and i i've been bullied before um did you want me to talk about it um yeah like before we get to that like what what job was it at and when did it happen it was um at an office job and it happened about two years ago and how long did it last for Uh, It lasted for about a year until I left the job because of it. So explain the actual bullying. Okay. So when I first started, um, nobody was really nice to me. And I thought, okay, maybe uh, because I'm new, I kind of get it. Like, everyone has to warm up to me first. But then it started getting worse and worse. Um, People would, like, when I would walk by, people would laugh at me. And they would, like, I could hear whispering about me. And I wasn't sure what I really did. Uh but it really made me feel sad inside because I was wondering um why were they laughing at me? Why were they talking behind me, behind my back? So I wasn't really sure what was going on.
4: So like did it was did it just stay did it escalate into anything more than it that? It did, yeah.
6: Initially it was just uh people laughing at me, but then I guess they got bold and they started um saying comments to me towards me, like calling me a pig calling me fat. Um, Yeah, it was just really hurtful. And did you reach out to anybody about this bullying? Uh, No, initially I didn't because I wasn't sure what to do. I was very uh, scared. Um, And I also didn't want to lose my job too. I felt like if I, since I was new, I didn't want to cause any waves. I didn't want to do anything wrong. So I just kept it to myself. Uh, But eventually I did talk to my manager. And did it make the situation any better? no actually because um it actually made the situation worse in my opinion because the people found out that um I was the one who told on them and it affected uh their job so um the bullying got worse so
4: like while this bullying was going on what did you do to make yourself more resilient to
6: it um just i just cried a lot honestly i feel like when i feel sad or stressed or upset about something i just tend to cry um i also practiced a lot of self-care uh like right after i would get home i would run a bath and just relax do some yoga um maybe go for a a little walk yeah self-care is really important in developing resiliency to bullying
4: and it helped a lot with that
6: It, it really did and how did the bullying like and stop Unfortunately, the bullying ended when um I quit the job because I couldn't take it anymore. So uh, that was really the only way it, it would end it for me. And like what lasting effects did the bullying leave with you? Honestly, it left me with low self-esteem. I felt depressed. I felt like I was a fat pig because that's what they would always call me. I felt useless. I felt like I couldn't do anything anymore. And I also fell into a deep depression um, and I became socially anxious. Uh, I developed really bad anxiety, so bullying really impacted me in a negative way. And what do you think workplaces can do to help with bullying? Um, making sure they're educating their employees on how to spot bullying, how to, and making sure they can prevent bullying by education. Uh, making sure managers are able to um, ke- have a communication line with all their employees so uh, employees feel comfortable going to them to report bullying. Especially for me, I didn't really feel comfortable reporting it to my manager. And when I did, it was kind of too late because it already escalated and maybe also intervening earlier on uh, before the bullying escalates.
4: So stop it before it gets really bad.
6: Yes, and educate. And what? how do you think the people that are bullying should be punished uh, for workplace I would say they should be reprimanded and also be educated like they they must attend anti-bullying classes and um, and also suspensions like things that will actually affect them like financially and mentally so that they ha- don't have the incentive to bully anymore
4: and why do you think people bully in the office workplace to begin with
6: Um, uh, sometimes out of boredom, like they're bored, they don't, they want, they just want entertainment, uh, they thrive on drama and they're, or they're jealous or they want control or they want to put the blame on somebody else for their own problems. There's a, it could, there's a variety of reasons why somebody would bully somebody. And like, what problems do you think society, not just the workplace has with bullying as a whole? I think bullying is a widespread problem, especially with the invention of technology, because now there's cyberbullying as well, which there wasn't um, before in society. So I think uh, they have a huge problem with bullying, and bullying also may lead to suicide, which is very scary in my opinion. And as like bystanders, what can we do to help with bullying? Uh, if we see anyone being bullied, to intervene right away, to inform the bully that bullying is not okay in our uh, in our society and by being being an ally and lending an ear to anyone that's being bullied and letting the people that are being bullied know that they're supported and that it's not okay
4: anyways thank you so much thank you so much for coming today halima logging off Hello, welcome to another episode of Flashback with your host, Halima. And today I'll be interviewing an adult about their workplace building experience.
7: So like, what's your name? Hi, my name is Halima Satdia. And like, what job was it at? So it was during my internship at United Nations, High Commissioner for Refugees in Malaysia. So I was um, doing my practicum for my masters of public health. It was a three uh, month work experience. Um, at the UN office in Malaysia, so that's where I definitely did encounter a significant bullying experience, in my opinion. So, how old were you at the time? At the time, I was 21, and it was kind of hard to navigate that, too, because since I was an intern and the person that I believe was bullying me, was at a director level so there was just a lot of different power imbalance as well so I felt it was difficult to speak up but it was definitely you know much needed and I did tell my immediate supervisor about it
4: so like how did the like what did they say to you
7: how did they treat you so what happened was um well it was i think the most significant incident was when i was in the cafeteria so that there was a week where i did not go to the lunchroom cafeteria all week until friday so i was like it's the end of the week let me go to the cafeteria with some of my coworkers." workers and um, the director his name was brian um, and he had been working there for around like four months so he was relatively new and he walks in and he start, and it's you know the cafeteria is packed there's a lot of other co-workers there there's a lot of supervisors and managers there and he loudly you know says oh halima you're in the cafeteria you've just been sitting here all week like when do you even do work do you even do any work and i was obviously very shocked because That was my first time there as well that week and on top of that like his claim was false it didn't make it wasn't fact based so and it also the fact that he would just loudly say that was quite rude and i had previous experiences with him but this one was the one that was i guess like i had to like speak up for myself so yeah he was like you know you don't do any work you're just sitting here in this cafeteria all the time um, so, you know, I said, I don't understand what you're talking about. This is my first time this week in the cafeteria. And he said, no, you're, you're lying. It's not your first time. I've seen you here all week. And I was like, that's really strange because this is literally my first time coming to the cafeteria this entire week. And my coworkers can vouch for me because we went out to eat a lot of the times with my unit. So he's like, oh, really? So if I go see the security cameras will I see you here all week or will I not? So he's like, let's, you know, he mentioned, he's like, let's go see the security cameras. So I was excited. I was like, you know what? If he's going to start this, let me end it. So I said, listen, let's go see the security camera. I was excited because I knew what it was going to show. It was going to show that I wasn't there. The reason why he was saying this, I think some of the background behind it too, is um, there was a lot of Somali refugees at the UN in Malaysia. So, therefore, they needed to hire a lot of Somali interpreters. So, I was doing my master's work experience in the health unit. But there was also a lot of other Somali women working in the uh, interpreter department who would also be using the cafeteria. And maybe this is an instance in which he was like, you know, all these Somalis look alike or and not trying to differentiate. And... Um, He made that, you know, remark and he wasn't backing down until I said let's actually like I would honestly really like to go to the security cameras and watch that with you because right now you're trying to say I lied and you're lying about me right now. So he was like he tried to kind of backtrack like, oh, you know, that's fine. That's fine. And tried to make a joke. But essentially during my time there, um, he would make a lot of remarks. Because I'm, first of all, I was born and raised in Canada. I'm a Canadian. And he would make a lot of remarks like, wow, it's just so amazing seeing this Canadian accent just come out of you. And he wouldn't stop that. Like, he would always be like, where are you from? And, you know, my ethnicity is Somali, but my nationality is Canadian, like he was as well. But for some reason, and he's a white male Canadian. Um, and I guess for some reason, it was just hard for him to accept that what like a black somali woman can be like canadian as well grow up in canada have a canadian accent so during a lot of team meetings he would remark like oh wow look at this canadian accent coming out of you and i felt that experience was othering so it felt like he was implying in a sense that you know i don't fall under a canadian identity or i'm a other or just somehow I feel like he had a certain image of what a canadian looked like and he kept those remarks just made it seem like he was referring to me as like i fell outside of that realm it was kind of annoying having to continue explaining that and i think this experience not only was bullying but also had elements of his white male privilege on top of that there was definitely some racial interplay into this as well but overall um I did report it to my um direct supervisor because I saw he would make a lot of remarks t- um and you know remarks that were not appropriate at all um those are just some of the incidents I can remember but even one time there was another um intern there who also was he was um a person of color at the office and he was, you know, wearing something very casual because he was going to be going out into the field. So he didn't want to wear, you know, very dressed up clothing when he's going to the field with, you know, working with clients and, you know, refugee groups that are, you know, a lot of, a lot of them experiencing different socioeconomic issues, poverty, um, fleeing from war. So, you know, he was dressed in a way that was just casual, just trying to blend in. And um, Brian comes in and he loudly says in the cafeteria line, oh my gosh, like, do you not have any clothes? Like, you guys, let's just chip in for some clothes. I have a $10 bill here who has any, you know, who has other change. So I just think overall his dynamics and the way he would interact with um, people and myself was quite rude and I did feel uncomfortable in the workplace and especially that time that he sought me out in the cafeteria, loudly exclaims that I'm you know like not doing my work just lazing around and the fact that he implied i was a liar um and i don't think that was appropriate for someone especially when you look at the dynamics in the workplace he's a director level someone that's an intern might not feel that they have the support the backing or necessarily the voice to really you know come against that so it was an uncomfortable experience, but one that nonetheless I do remember. And I do value um, having HR and human resource support in the workplace because it's very important to remedy that. And on top of that, there's a lot of experiences in the workplace that are essentially not just respectful behavior. Was he ever reprimanded for his actions? No, he was not. He got bolder. Um, There was other... Um, like I would say there was even other interns that I recommend like I told people my program my master's of public health program about this internship experience it was a great experience and other people later on went to go um, and they did mention that he was still making odd comments and saying that if people had something that they wanted to report like don't go to HR come directly to the source which is you know defeats the purpose of that because sometimes people just don't feel that they have the you know that it's they have the support to do that do you think like what ways do you think that the workplace can help deal with workplace bullying um i think that the workplace definitely has to really support policies that you know support a culture of respectful interactions and on top of that Leadership and management have to be on board for that because they're the ones that have to role model that type of behavior so that it can, you know, become a cultural norm at the organization. So I think there has to be strong policies in place to allow people to know where they can talk to if they experience something like that, um, as well as strong actions against it. So and on top of that, maybe different campaigns, talks, workshops around respectful workplaces and also highlighting what are the values, what are the missions, what are um, you know, the cultural workplace respectful um you know, values that everyone wants to model. And I think leadership support is essential and management support.
4: And what do you think
7: that coworkers that witness bullying going on, what should they do about it? Um, you know, I definitely think that it's important to like speak up. But at the same time, I can understand what people are afraid, you know, they don't want to lose their jobs, they don't want to jeopardize that. But I still do think that, you know, it is important when someone's being inappropriate to say, hey, can we talk to the side for a moment and maybe just try and tell them directly and see if they're, you know, open to receiving that feedback.
4: So overall, like what lasting effects did the bullying leave you with?
7: I think it, not necessarily lasting effects, but I would say during my internship period, It definitely did have an impact I would try and avoid Ryan because he would always make very uncomfortable statements um and it yeah like it was just unpleasant so it really unfortunately did put a damper in my experience at that site even though overall luckily like I had great a unit teammates and a great supervisor but you know it does Especially if I imagine if I was in that work site for a long term, it would have had a greater impact on my happiness at work, feeling comfortable, feeling safe. Thank you so much, Halima, for coming here today. Oh, well, thank you so much for taking the time to like talk to me about this experience. I really appreciate it and getting the opportunity to talk about something like this is very important. And I hope that there are more initiatives for respectful workplace campaigns. Thank you. So this marks an
1: end to an episode of Flashback. Halima logging out. Bullying is widespread and perhaps the most underreported safety problem on school. Most of the survey participants say bullying is a serious problem in Canada's elementary, middle, and high schools. The majority feel that bullying gets more intense and dangerous as students get older. Moirley has to say that bullying continues later in life, both at work and at home. That is the end of our podcast. Thank you for listening. And all the the music resources comes from the website FreeSound.